Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Pat Boylan from Mraz, and today on the Best of the DA Show, who stole the show at the All-Star Game? Plus, your best audio of the day in soundcheck, including Hot Mike on a Philadelphia Flyers press conference that results in a pretty awkward situation. Plus, a Wednesday staple. DA's got a champ and a chump. Bogus is stunned to a news, plus advanced analytics and the epic fail. It's the Best of the DA Show. It's now... Let's start with your All-Star game. Last night in Seattle, it had been eight long years since the National League had beaten the American League. AL dominance in the Midsummer Classic. Yet last night, the tables were turned. What or who showed out in the All-Star game? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Cole's 1-2 to Freeman is popped down the left field line towards the corner. Rosa ran into the wall. and right, one great catch and left. A Rosarena doesn't waste any time. 2-2 to Diaz is hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes, Elias Diaz puts the National League in front. At 32 years old in his all-star debut, a go-ahead home run. Me, me a lot to me, uh, to my family. Uh, I mean, I'm so proud uh, that we, what I've been doing, what I've been accomplished. Uh, being the All-Star game for me is, is amazing. Two on, two out, and a 2-2 pitch. Ramirez swings and misses. Kimbrell slams the door. The National League's finally back on top. Its first All-Star game win since 2012. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, that was Joe Davis on Fox. Elias Diaz, one of the heroes last night. First up, golf clap for the National League. It's been a long time since they won the All-Star Game. First time since 2012. They finally do it. Winners 3-2 last night. So that's the first winner was the National League getting the monkey off of their back. To give you some sense of how long it has been since the National League had won the All-Star game, in 2012, your World Series was the Giants versus the Tigers. Your World Series MVP was Pablo Sandoval. Winners of the American League West... The Oakland A's with 94 wins. Winners of the Central and the National League. The Reds with 97 wins. Two of the best teams in baseball. Cincinnati and Oakland. And Pablo Sandoval winning the World Series MVP. And the Tigers getting to the Fall Classic. A lot has changed. 
a lot has changed. So the National League, nicely done, finally getting the win last night. I also thought on display was all of this great young talent for Major League Baseball and international talent for Major League Baseball. The NBA is oftentimes applauded for really having an international game. Look at the superstars that have been built in the in the NBA that were not born here in the States. Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, the list goes on and on. Doncic. But in Major League Baseball, we saw a lot of the same stuff in this derby and in the in the All-Star game, whether it was Shohei or so many of the Latin ball players. These guys are exciting. These guys are fun. They've brought charisma to the sport. They've brought, they've brought great storylines. So I think that helps baseball as well. And the other big winner, I thought, for baseball and for this weekend was the city of Seattle and Mariners fans who have been starved for winners or something to get excited about for a long time. Let's face it, for the better part of 20 years, Mariners fans have been dragged through the mud. It's been a long time since the peak Ichiro, A-Rod days, and yet here they were. They were phenomenal at the home run derby. They were phenomenal last night at the All-Star game, chanting to Shohei Otani, come to Seattle. That was awesome. The love, the adoration they poured down for Julio Rodriguez, that was extraordinary as well. Perfect, beautiful night last night for the game. The ballpark is spectacular, and there is something about watching a West Coast outdoor event for those of us in the Midwest and the East Coast that get to watch an event in daylight as it's darkness where we are. It was so many domes retractable roofs, domes, and indoor things like hockey and basketball. We don't get to see all the time in prime time that beautiful sparkling sunlight when it's nighttime. And it was it was great. It was great to watch. Last night, the whole thing just came off so well on television. So big ups to the National League, big ups to the Young Stars, and big ups to the city of Seattle for doing wonders over the last couple of nights. And... Making it an event. Pretty cool. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Let me also say hat tip to my Oakland A's brethren. Even though I'm not from the Bay Area, I'm not an A's fan per se. I certainly have taken up their cause because it's a righteous one. A's fans don't deserve to have their team ripped from them. And they have stumped every step of the way to say, we love our team. And we're not going to go down without a fight. And last night, A's fans showing up in Seattle with the sell the team hashtag signs, dressed in A's gear, man fraud signs as well. And sell the team was trending on Twitter last night. Sell the team was trending on Twitter during the All-Star game. That is the power of a fan base that will not take no for an answer. Now, Rob Manfred has tried to blow through every stop sign. Relocation has started already. The process has begun, blah, blah, blah. But I just applaud a fan base that has something that's really important to them being ripped away, and they're not going to go whimpering quietly into the night. And they may lose this fight. They may. They likely will lose this fight. 
but it will not be without intestinal fortitude shown by A's fans. And I think that all of America should be standing with A's fans. Instead of looking at the city of Oakland and saying, why can't you keep teams? There must be something going on. That that doesn't affect you, okay? The municipality decisions of how taxpayer monies are used, how an owner may have manipulated situations, that, that really doesn't affect you. What affects you is if your beloved team were being ripped away because the owner had one foot out the door and was trying to make create a narrative for himself to get richer somewhere else, and you couldn't do anything to stop it. Just imagine your favorite team, and there was no way for you to stop them being stolen away, that you had done your part. When the A's have been good, A's fans have showed up, just witnessed their attendance in the 90s and the late 80s when they had a World Series team, and before the stadium was hot garbage. In fact, now it's cold garbage. You know, let's not look at the last 10 years when everybody's known that that ballpark has been a decrepit toilet bowl that none of us would want to go see a game and no matter how good our team was. You'd rather watch it on TV, okay? Look at when the stadium was still decent and the team was decent. And that's a better snapshot of of attendance figures. And when that happened, they were top five in attendance every year. You wouldn't want this happening to your community or your team, and so we should all be on high alert. And I think that's why also I have been so passionate about this. It can happen to you if it's happening in Oakland. You may say, well, we don't have the Coliseum. We don't have a dump like that. All right, but don't think that franchises have been relocated with better stadiums than what we saw in Oakland. It, it has happened. Everybody should be on high alert that things like this can happen. At the very least, an owner ripping apart a roster so that it looks like no one cares could the losses mount and then the fans don't show up. It's a convenient narrative. Don't think it can't happen to you. So that's why I've stood with the Oakland A's fans, and that's why I thought it was cool last night that even during the All-Star game, sell the team was trending. Yeah, he should have to sell the team because he's a crook. Fisher, get him out. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like 
through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop him. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back. You can always listen to the show on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Soundcheck begins with Barry Bonds, who for the first time, at least in a long time, perhaps ever, has spoken about being upset about not being in Cooperstown and why he's not invited, why he's not included. Here is Barry Bonds. People have to understand something is that the fact of is that I was vindicated. I went to the court. I was in federal court and I won my case 100%. Where is the vindication of me in my own sport? That's what bothers me. So Bonds made headlines with this and this audio is courtesy of the Swinging for the Fences podcast. I believe that's the name of the podcast. Hollywood Swinging, rather. And while he's technically correct, he is leaving out a very significant item here. And I think that this gets lost through time. And that is while he was not found guilty of obstruction in the Balco case, which is what the the count was, which is what the the indictment was for, he did admit taking PEDs. And this is something people oftentimes confuse when I talk about Barry Bonds. People say he was never found guilty. He never admitted to taking steroids. No, he did. He did. He said that he took the cream and the clear, which was a performance enhancer, unknowingly he admitted that he took steroids he just said it was unknowingly and they were trying to get him on knowingly taking steroids via the balco case now if you believe that he was just simply taking a cream a flaxseed oil rubbing it on his body his muscles feet head and hands expanding He goes from the baseball player with the body type we saw in the 80s with the Pirates to the hulking monster we saw in the late 90s, early 2000s, and you believe he didn't know how he was getting there, then you're kind of gullible. So, of course, he knew what he was doing. Of course, he knew he was taking steroids. They have the whole chart, the whole book about this lays it all out. He had a schedule. He had a chart. He knew he was getting it from Victor Conti. Obviously, he knew what he was doing, and he knowingly took steroids. Now, you could argue that, hey, there was no testing. That's fine. But you cannot argue he didn't take steroids. And so when Bond says, I was vindicated, well, in what way? You weren't found guilty of obstruction of justice, but you did admit to taking steroids, and that's the whole bit here. Now, again, we can argue whether Bonds and Clemens and Sosa and McGuire and Palmero and the rest of these guys deserve it, even though they did take steroids. That's a different conversation. But we cannot fall down the rabbit hole of going, well, Bonds was never found guilty of taking steroids. He took steroids. He also is admitting that it finally bothers him, and I think that's a good step forward to being honest. It does not help him that he was such a jerk to so many people as he marched to the record. It doesn't help that 
Hank Aaron is the beloved figure that he is, and he should be the home run king. And instead, Bond stole it by cheating. And as Bond said, Major League Baseball, and let's get this clear and straight, had a rule and has rules. Whether they were broken or not broken, there were rules, some rules. In my era, there was no rules. Okay, so again, Bonds, his defense is before me and after me, there were rules about what you can take, what the level playing field was. When I was playing, there were no rules. It was the Wild West. So I did it. Okay, so let's just make sure we frame it that way. And if you frame it that way, then the guys that took steroids are either all in or all out. Now, I've said I think there are guys that have taken steroids that are in Cooperstown, and so that really can't be a hill to die on anymore. But in terms of positive tests or admission of taking steroids, known steroid users, those guys are not into this point in time. So it's not just a Barry Bonds witch hunt. Those guys are not in. And I think the one of the big problems with Barry is that He's always been so combative, and he was just a jerk to people. And so people don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and that happens in life. If you're a guy that everybody hates because you treat them like dirt, well, that doesn't usually come around to help you later on. All right, more from Soundcheck. Here is Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks on the misunderstood Kyrie Irving. I think, I think Kyrie's just misunderstood. You know, everybody sees all the noise and everything around him, but when you actually talk to him, um, I like him. You know, he's, he's just, he's open, he's smart. Um, you know, he's always looking to learn things. And to me, you know, he's, he's an interesting guy that's just misunderstood. I need to know why he's misunderstood. I need to know how he's misunderstood. And I need to know why it seems like everywhere he goes, it implodes and self-destructs because misunderstood feels like um, a relatively benign way to describe a guy for Kyrie Irving's track record of turning masses against him and the production on the basketball court consistently falls short and everywhere that he goes seems to be toxified. That's a little bit more than just misunderstood, I would say. Here is Blue Jays closer Jordan Romano being asked what type of deal would you give Shohei on the open market? Johnny, um, I mean, pitcher and hitter, pr- pretty much an ace and a, one of the best hitters in the league. Um, I'm giving him 600 mil, like 10 years, 600, make him happy. Okay, 10 years, 600 mil to, quote, make him happy. That would make you happy, huh? 60 million bucks a year? Look, again, if you kind of squeeze the numbers here, crunch them, you're talking about a guy that's going to get paid as one of the great power hitters in the game and then also an ace of a staff. So if each half of that equation makes $30 million a year, then we're starting to come around to $60 million bucks a year, 10 years, 600 mil. Let me tell you, I think that half a billion dollars, $500 million for Shohei Otani actually feels like a deal it does that if you're gonna lay out 300 million dollars and 400 million dollars or 265 million dollars of other guys that we've seen those contracts 
across baseball. If guys get $300 bucks, isn't Shohei Otani worth at least one and a half times that? Considering everything that he does and the level that he does it. So it sounds like a bonkers number, but it's not really that bonkers. And finally, a little bonus clip. We got a hot mic, hot mic on Flyers social media as questions abound and create an awkward moment. Hey, Garnet. I was just wondering, as um, a veteran with a relatively successful NHL career, what makes the Flyers who are in a rebuild state a destination that was designed? How many times is she going to ask this? F- you know, there's, a, there's really a lot of things I go into. When I look at it, it's, it's an organization that. Oh my. Whoops. Ooh. Oh my. <laughs> so somebody in a hot mic said, how many times is she going to ask this bleeping question? <laughs> Schwartz on a call? I was going to say, the Islanders are smart enough to keep themselves on mute during the Schwartz questions. So about this the further new arena. the point on the new arena. <laughs> about, that, about that new arena. Can we hear the hot mic one more time? So... We can hear them getting. Hey, Garrett, I was just wondering, as um, a veteran with a relatively successful NHL career, what makes the Flyers who are in a rebuild state a destination that was designed? How many times is she going to ask this? F- you know, there's, a, there's really a lot of things I go into. When I look at it, it's, it's an organization that. Does somebody say in the background also the Flyers suck? Yes, yes. I think it's the the woman that asks the question. I think she's then responding to the fellow Philadelphia reporter. That says, why does she keep asking this bleeping question? No, no, no. That's a Flyers employee. Oh, that's it. That's not. Those aren't reporters? The man's voice. So the woman is Gianna Han, Philly Inquirer. The man's voice is a Flyers, like, PR person who's running the thing. Oh, my. Who's supposed to have his mic off. Yep, had it on. She's asking. I guess she's been asking everyone this question. (laughs) Mike was off. Right. Mike was on, should have been off, mm-hmm. but it was actually on. Correct. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure she's responding to him and say, the Flyers suck anyway. Why do you watch? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a short situation where a reporter asks everybody on the team the same question and PR people start getting frustrated because it's so redundant and the players are like, oh my God, how many times are I going to answer this? And reporters do this for one of two reasons. Number one, they're working on a story about that theme and they need everybody to answer for that same theme. Or B, they really don't know much about the team, so they just keep hammering the same question because that's the only question they know to ask. And don't think that for a minute the PR people aren't annoyed constantly by specific members of their assembled media. Peter Schwartz, New York Sports Day. All the time, where a PR person that leads a, a press conference is like, oh, this jackass again? Oh, God, how many times is this slob going to ask this question? Oh, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> it's just, it happens all the time. Peter, you so. broke up there. Uh, try it again. I don't know if it's your internet or not. Try it one more time. Can you hear me now? Yeah, try it. Go ahead. I picture uh, Schwartz, Schwartz glitching in real time as is like he turns into a robot. Can you hear me now? <laughs> you gotta love that PR team being like, "Oh God, please!" If Schwartz is gonna ask an arena question, just glitch out so he doesn't even get to ask the question, please. Oh, oh no, we can hear him. Didn't oh. they slowly push Peter to the last question <laughs> yes, and then yes. leaving him with his hand in the air? Oh, we're out of time, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> 
even better, remember Pete asked an arena question and they edited it out of the press conference yes. that they posted on their website. That's right. Doing them they dirty. Were, they were so sick and tired <laughs> of the questions. They're like, take that out before we post it. Nobody needs to hear that damn question again. To further the point on the new arena. <laughs> to further the point on the new arena. Peter <laughs> <laughs> Schwartz, New York Sports Day. And that is your sound check. Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's Champ or Chump. Listen to us on your phone. Use the free Odyssey app. Also the free CBS Sports app to stream us on your phone. Let's hear it for Twins, as the Angels now have a pair of brothers on their team. The Angels selected Zach Joyce in the 14th round, as well as Ben Joyce in the third round of last year's MLB draft. And so, a pair of Twins for the Angels, following two Twins being drafted in the top five of the NBA draft from Overtime Elite, the G League team. Amen Thompson and Azar Thompson both got drafted. Rockets took Amen four. Azar went to the Pistons at number five. And Pete the Body is going to love this, that Amen and Azar, the basketball twins, are known as the Thompson twins, which, if you're a fan of 80s music, hold me now. Whoa, walk my heart. Stay with me, stay with me. Left loving stuff. <laughs> Thompson twins. So after having AJ, I just look at twins and go, my goodness, those parents are superheroes. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with two at the same time or three or more? Twins, your champs. That's DA's champ. Your chumps, everybody at the Northwestern situation, Northwestern administration for receiving an independent investigation and report and deciding this ain't so bad, two-week suspension. Then going back and going, ah, maybe it's worse than we thought. You're fired. On top of it, a culture at Northwestern that, if it is true, created these types of habits, this type of hazing, etc., and... I think, again, if these are true allegations and 11 players did say there was an infrastructure of hazing within that program, then Fitzgerald and the coaches and the program itself has to take its lumps as well. And so everybody involved in the Northwestern situation, chumps. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. Pete, the body's going through the same thing I am at this point in time with little Carrie, who is seven weeks old or so. Carrie mm-hmm. and AJ are about the same age. Yes. Could you imagine doing this with two kids at the same time? Well, we have a preview of it with, uh, with Timmy around, and, and it's even with an older kid, it's there is a, a challenge to it. But, yeah. but I am going to guess, make an educated guess, that at a certain point, you hit a curve, a learning curve, where everything gets a little easier. Yeah. No, that's that's true. And But Timmy's what? How old now? Going to be three in August. Going to be three. So imagine 
feeding, burping, changing, crying constantly, simultaneously mm. with two people, My two God. kids. Boy! <laughs> I think, and I don't know this, but I think our show has the single most creative Twitter of any sports radio show in America. I could be wrong. I don't know the social media followings of everyone, but... It seems as though every day there's another one-liner or inside joke on the show that becomes a Twitter handle. So either there's one user that has created like 400 Twitter handles all just in the same vein of one-liner jokes that may never exist ever again on the show. (laughs) Or there's just an army of you guys that listen every day and just take to social media to, to do the joke. And there's a new new account called DA Show Maps and the bio says a daily tracker connecting the sites across the country and the world heard in DA's show open was your city mentioned today where in the world is the DA show and the avatar is the Carmen Sandiego logo but it says where in the world is the DA show now think about how specific this is this is a Twitter handle dedicated to the show open, which really only interchanges two new cities a day. Okay, the first two standard Anchorage to Atlanta, the last two standard Kalamazoo to Waterloo. I only change up the middle two. So this Twitter handle is dedicated only to those two cities every day. And whoever does this is really smart and really good because it's always well researched. There are maps with the drawing from city to city geographically where I talked about and a factoid involved. This morning's says Anchorage to Atlanta, Tacoma to Tampa, Kalamazoo and Waterloo. We are on the air. And it notes, despite Florida being known for its oppressive heat in Tampa, the temperature has never once hit triple digits. In fact, the last time it even hit 99 was all the way back in 1985. Now, That's just a really cool factoid. Wouldn't you guys assume that Tampa has triple-digit temperatures Uh regularly? Yes. Instead, no. It has never hit 100 degrees in Tampa. Yesterday's tweet, Anchorage to Atlanta, Seattle to Savannah, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. Seattle's famous Space Needle was first designed at a cocktail napkin in 1961. Also, with a foundation 30 feet underground, it's built to withstand a 9.1 earthquake and 200-mile-an-hour winds with a picture of the Space Needle. This is remarkable work being done for no good reason. (laughs) And that's what I appreciate. I don't know what the win is here for whoever is running this account, but it's really enjoyable every day. Well, he gets to hear this. Steal this. Soul in South Korea, maybe let it come right on the from the Red Sea to Greenland. They'll be singing the blues. Well, they never ask if so her steal. I mean, come from the jungle. Tell me. Where in the world is Damon Amendo? <laughs> now, DA Show Maps, the Twitter handle, also did one last week did them last week and this was when I was out and it says from Milwaukee to Maybelline from Mobile to Colorado Springs Kalamazoo to Waterloo we are on the air DA show maps writes 
Mraz snuck one by me in hour three, so here we go. Again, we may have a problem. There's no town in the U.S. called Maybelline. That's a, cos- <laughs> that's a cosmetic brand. Stunner. Mm. So Abilene, maybe? So he's, he's now, this Twitter handle's now doing Mraz ones that are actually mistaken geography points. Oh, how many <laughs> do they have in that one? Just put a bottle of shampoo in the middle of America. Or whatever the hell Maybelline it's is. Right, it's right, right next to Colgate Toothpaste College. <laughs> <laughs> I think Maybelline is is um, is like like face aging products, right? Yeah, it's makeup. Yeah, it's makeup. It's Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, there you go, Bose. Okay. Mm-hmm. From Honolulu to Houston, Cheyenne to North Dakota, Kalamazoo to Waterloo. We are on the air. Fun fact: North Dakota is the least visited state of the country, and at thirty-eight feet high and fifty feet long. It's also home to the world's largest fiberglass cow. <laughs> Which means Pete's going there that's, ASAP. That's right. See, there's the problem. Why is it the least visited area in the country? I mean, there's so many other places I don't want to visit. I would want to see the, the fiberglass cow. Come on. The cow is called Salem Sioux. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. So whoever is running this account is just doing God's work. And I don't know. Oh, you stumbled upon this idea, but it's really great. And frankly, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. DA Show Maps on Twitter at DA Show Maps. Maybe it's Maybelline. Hey, for a bonus dollar, what's the name of the group that sang the Carmen San Diego song? Oh, I know it, but I I'll let someone else answer it. I know it as well. I will defer to DA. I don't know it. Pete, Guys. do it, Rockapella. Yep. Hey. Oh, Rockapella. Rockapella. Great one. Also, speaking of, we were watching The Office the other day, and um, my wife said, who's your favorite character? So we were kind of going down through them, and Oof. I was like, there's, there's, so many, there's so many great characters, but I surprise her every so often. I mean, Steve Carell, to me, is Michael Scott's the number one character. Most people would put Rain Wilson at number two. I don't. I actually love Ryan the intern. I find Ryan the intern to be absolutely hysterical because of his dry, sarcastic humor, the whole woof thing, trying to become an entrepreneur, getting stuck in the closet. Him and Kelly I find hysterical. But I said Creed is one of my favorite characters as well. Absolutely love Creed. And so we started doing kind of like office trivia and – I said, I love when Andy Bernard sings a cappella. That's one of my favorite aspects of the show. Anytime he breaks into song and everyone else rolls their eyes, I just love it. And so the Bourbon Bell says, can you name his, his college a cappella group? And I said, oh, God, I feel like I know this. <sighs> I know and it's from Cornell. He, he went to Cornell, and I had to look it up. But it's so good, and I don't know if you guys know this off the top of your head, I had to look it up, but it's so, so good. Uh, no, I can't think of it. It's not, he, I don't think it's one word like Rockapella. No. Here comes treble. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good headline. So good, right? So good. All right, Bogues is in for headlines. Guys, a few years ago, Elias Diaz was barely hanging on to a big league job. Last night in Seattle, he was a first-time All-Star, and he did this in his first at-bat. 2-2 to Diaz. He's hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes. 
All-Star debut, a go-ahead home run. Called by Joe Davis on Fox, the 32-year-old Diaz, the fourth oldest player to homer in his first All-Star game. He's also the 24th player to go deep in his first at-bat. Rays first baseman Yandy Diaz also did that. Lee has voted MVP for his game-winning hit. That's the first Rocky to be so honored. The NLA 3-2 win with Craig Kimbrell earning the save to end a nine-game losing streak. Mets first baseman Pete Alonzo, goofy as always, post-game. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, go NL. <laughs> yeah, right on. About time. Yeah, go NL. Go NL right on. <laughs> The, yeah, man, really meant, meant a lot, didn't it? It's the last bit of fun he's going to have this season. <laughs> uh, the senior circuit now trails the all-time series 47 wins to 44 with two ties. White Sox slugger Luis Schrober Jr. did not play last night after tweaking his right calf during the home run derby. He does not think it's a big problem. He'll be reevaluated before the season resumes on Friday. Jays closer Jordan Romano did pitch last night in an early exit, though, with lower back tightness. Saints running back Alvin Kamara agreeing to a plea deal for his role in a fight at a Vegas nightclub last year. Kamara pleading no contest to a misdemeanor. will do 30 hours of community service and I'll pay the dude that he and some buddies beat up 105 grand in medical bills. The NFL says its investigation continues so Kamara may still face league punishment. I mentioned last hour that the NBA is making two rule changes for the coming season. The second one is a second coach's challenge if your first one's successful but you do lose a timeout for using this second challenge. Oh! And the Seattle <laughs> Storm were 93-86 losers at the Washington Mystics yesterday, but Jewel Lloyd tied a single-game WNBA record with nine threes. Okay. Now we're getting started. Okay. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Flying sucks. We all know that. Uh, Just this weekend, hundreds, maybe thousands of flights were canceled because of bad storms in the east. My wife, in fact, stuck in Atlanta for an extra night. That's why I wasn't here on Monday. But every once in a while, this godforsaken airline industry does give us a good story. (laughs) Uh, This stunned, courtesy of our good friend Carla with a K, and it's about Phil Stringer. Uh, I guess a relatively successful businessman travels a lot for his work and recently was flying home from Oklahoma City to Charlotte, North Carolina. He's in OKC, and his flight keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Eventually, 18 hours after the original scheduled departure time, he gets called to the gate. He gets to the gate, and it's basically a ghost town because all other passengers had given up or been rerouted or whatever. It was just him and four crew members on a flight from OKC to Charlotte, North Carolina. He made a TikTok video of the whole thing, which became viral. He had a a personalized call to board. The one baggage handler was in this video. And him and, again, the four flight attendants basically had a charter flight and they had some fun. There was kind of like a saucy uh, explanation of the seatbelt thing and they were just all having a good time and I want to give the floor to Boyle if he's seen the TikTok video. One of the flight attendants is not unattractive. (laughs) 
So if you want to make some kind of Mile High Club joke here, this is all... This is all for you. <laughs> uh, you, you. You set it up. You put it on a tee for me. It feels wrong now. The teammates. Well, I appreciate so, it. You, yeah. you threw the alley. I, I guess I got to throw down the oop. Um, I mean, you had that. That's the play here, right? I get. Yeah, I guess. I have not seen this. So if you're you have telling the plane me to yourself, and the entire crew has nothing to do, and one of the flight crew members is attractive. And what's going on with the seatbelt? She was doing like a little kind of like fl- flirtation. Yeah. Having seat fun belt. with showing how to put the seatbelt on and stuff. So she was ready to have a good... And apparently they were at their hotel called back to be on this flight. I don't know why they'd run a flight with one person. Yeah, so a couple they, of things. I guess yeah. they needed the plane maybe in Charlotte, so it had to fly no matter what. So they were taking whomever was on it. Or they Number were... one, I love this dude that did this because he also took a dig at Mr. Beast and other stupid <laughs> video people like that or um, viral video creators because... He did this TikTok show, the empty plane, him walking out of the plane and said, when you buy every single ticket of the plane so you don't have to deal with people. And yet he didn't do that at all, (laughs) which is something that Mr. Beast or any of these other people would probably try to do. What happens when you buy every ticket on a plane? Here's what it looks like. So my question is this. 18 hours pass. He ends up setting setting up shop at the airport and just doing work at a Starbucks for most of it and then moves over when the Starbucks closed to another table. So he's just kind of working on his laptop. What happens to the rest of everybody that was was on the flight? I mean, like you said, did they give other people different flights home? I mean, they were all going to the same place. People don't just quit their flight and be like, I'll walk home. Like, what happened to everybody else on the flight? Yeah, like, did he miss the free hotel room offer? Or did he, did he decline it? You know, we'll give you 600 points to go home and sleep for a night and come back tomorrow. I don't... Because it was mechanical issues. It wasn't necessarily weather, so... Maybe people did get on other flights, and he just chose to wait it out, and this is what happened? That must have been it, because even if he declined the overnight hotel stay, there's plenty of people that do the same thing. They're like, I'm not going to stay at the hotel. I'll just wait until this flight finally takes off. So there had to be something, like you said, like they had given everybody else all of the previous flights or the, the last seat on this flight to Charlotte and gotten them back to Charlotte. And he just was like, no, I'll wait for the original flight for some reason. I'm not sure that this guy's a hero because everybody else on the flight got home before him. I would think. Yeah, he, maybe this, like, he, like, he like backed his way into this cool scenario. I mean, you'd never expect him to be the lone person, but maybe him not paying attention or being like hard-headed, like, no, we're going to fly at some point. It wasn't, you know, and he just kind of lucked into this ridiculous situation. Back to the the important topic at hand here, please. <laughs> I I would love to do a mile high club thing. What are the legalities of that? Is it illegal to technically have sex on an airplane, or is it just frowned upon? I think as long as you don't tamper with the smoke detector in the laboratory, you're fine. Hump. Oh, there's gonna be a lot. Except <laughs> those bathrooms are not made for two people. They're not. They are not. <laughs> are you only for one person? Are you over capacity when you have two people in the bathroom? Uh, Probably. Someone, she's going on the sink. <laughs> is there even any space <laughs> there? This, this sink is like the size of a supply one. Well, think, look, you got to make do what you got. Right. Your bigger obstacle is probably the other crew members. Patrons. Like, did he close the little the little blinds between first class and I mean, look, man, and... this guy's on a plane by himself. She's she's getting saucy. She's throwing her weight around. She wants to have a good time. I'm leaving that door open. Anybody else want to come right. in? <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Where do you go like, oh, I can't seem to get my, my belt on. Can somebody help me? And <laughs> she comes sauntering over. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think you, I think you just ask her. You know, Straight have you up. Ever, have you ever done this? Do you want to check this off the box of like bucket list items? If I asked and, sh- and then like she just this particular air flight attendant happened to be like, yeah, I've done it like seven or eight times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know. No, I I'd still do it. I'd still do it. I think the real issue is this is a crew that usually has to sit in the back. And I'm not sure if that's for technical purposes, weight purposes. But when you have flight attendants, they usually sit in those seats in the back, which is where the bathroom is usually situated. Can the flight attendants sit all the way up front so that they're like not right next to the bathroom as you attempt this? Uh, Also, at this point, if it's just this one guy and the airline attendant tips off the other attendants, hey, I'm doing this. Look the other way. Do what you want. I don't care. Can't you go anywhere on the plane at that point? You right. get in the seats. I mean, you'd give cockpit a whole new meaning. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> yeah, there. Well, you can't, can't say that. There's <laughs> the line. This video has 10 million views Oof. on TikTok. By the way, he found his way home at 3.30. He landed at 3.30, then had to get his checked bag, which had been lost. He finally found it after 45 minutes, then had to drive an hour back home to Greensboro, stopped home for a quick shower, and then went to work. (laughs) Hard hat. What a day. Sounds like Jeff in Omaha. (laughs) (laughs) Do we still have Terry in Indianapolis hanging on? We do. Terry in Indianapolis would like to interview for the producer's position. Terry, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How's life in New York treating you guys? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, how's Why everything in Indianapolis? Baby? How's that going? Well, the baby is, he's doing better, but we're still not, we're still not out of the woods here yet. It's still, we're, we're deep in the thick of things. Seven weeks old now, but how's Indianapolis? Doing wonderful. Thank you very much. It's actually nice here today. It's supposed to rain later this evening, but it's actually beautiful here today. Okay. Very good. Now, do you have any background in media? No, sir. I do not. I, I did a radio in the local hometown when I was in high school, I did that for like a little uh, grade, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. So were you like a disc jockey or did school announcements? I, I did it at the, the local radio station. I did like a little disc jockey part like on the weekends and stuff. You know, so did you, play, you played some things like that. You played some music? I did not. I read the obituaries and like the news highlights, kind of. <laughs> That's amazing. You read the obituaries in your hometown on the radio? Yes. <laughs> and which which town was this? Uh, home of John Cougar Mellencamp, Seymour, Indiana. Oh, wow. So you did the obits on the radio in Seymour, Indiana. Yes, sir. And what grade was this? I was a freshman or sophomore. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh, God, that is so great. So, okay, well, the joke so- is you go to Seymour to see less. That's the joke. <laughs> Tell me, what? why do you think you would make a good fit on the DA show? Well, I'm very energetic. I'm personable. I like to get along with everybody. I enjoy sports. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know you guys probably hate that, but that's okay. I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. And, D.A., this will make you happy. Since you married a Kentucky woman, I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan. Oh, okay. Very good. Tell me, what would you do differently than Mraz in the position? Well, I can bring redneck stories to the table. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I, like the, I, I got a good sense of humor. I, you know, I just enjoy life. Uh, like, meet, like I said, meeting new friends and doing different things. 
Uh, I'm very organized. I'm always on time. I, I'm always early to work and things. You know, I got good attendance and things like that. Uh, give me a good redneck story. <laughs> okay, so me and my buddy, my friend, my best friend from high school, he went to the Air Force. He was home for the weekend, you know, and we were just going to go to a bar, have a good time. Well, my friend said, hey, how about we go to a strip club? He said, sure. So we go to a strip club. And, well, we come home, and I'm driving, of course, for a little liquored up, you know. And uh, so I've taken a back road in the town, dropping my buddy off at his house, and then me and my, I'm going to drop my best friend off at his house, and I'm going home. Well, I was on this back road, a sheriff, we passed the sheriff's club, but I'm not speeding, I'm not doing anything. Sheriff, you know, turns around, turns his lights, I'm like, oh, crap. So I just stopped, and he pulls us over. Luckily, we knew who the sheriff was. I'm not going to say his name. We knew who he was. And he goes, hey, what are you guys doing? I said, well, you know, my friend's on the Air Force. We went to Indianapolis, you know, blah, blah. And uh, I said, was I doing anything? He says, no. And he goes, the reason I pulled you over is because my best friend was in the back seat. You know those little dogs people put on their dash where their heads are bobbing? Yeah. My buddy was passed out with his head up against my window in the back seat with his head bobbing. <laughs> <laughs> Terry I Indianapolis. Showed the, I, showed the, I showed the picture of the, uh, the, the star that night, and he goes, Looks like you guys had a good time. Can you get them home safe? I said, yes, sir. He goes, okay. Okay, very good. Hey, tell me before you let before we let you go, how would you be a good teammate for Pete the Body? I would always help Pete. I would support Pete in whatever he needs. I would go get whatever he wants. I'd be there. I'd be, his, be a support system for him. I'd be his best friend. I'd be the guy he can, count, he can call in the middle of the night if he needs something. Hey, can you go do this? Can you do that? Sure, I'd do whatever. I'm just a very energetic outgoing person i'm always i'm always organized i don't like a messy desk or anything like that <laughs> okay all right terry indianapolis thanks for throwing your hat in the ring this is very educational good stuff and pete the body how many oinks does terry in indianapolis get uh hmm. let's see I, I would say a solid three and a half three and a half out of five huh? yeah i liked <laughs> Pete, Pete wasn't happy out of the gate. He, he came bursting onto the phone with a lot I, of energy. Actually, actually, yeah, I actually think he came out a little too much energy, and it kind of slowed him up at the end. I see. Well, I think he was trying to separate himself because we've had some low-energy interviews here, and I don't think that's, that's a bad thing. I do think that if you're trying to separate yourself from the pack here, you got to be a little unique. What I did like was I've got redneck stories. We can definitely use those on the show. That's always fun. Not sure getting liquored up and driving around town is that great of a redneck story yeah you might but, want to show that one up <laughs> but, yeah, i got a great redneck story uh drunk driving I, I, <laughs> <laughs> huh? <Am> I, huh? <laughs> I did like the idea though that how would he be an asset to pete the body i would be his best friend <laughs> that's a, that's a big guarantee right there i will end up doing anything you want for you in the middle of the night <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that now <laughs> wow we about that yeah just come over feed the baby <laughs> the baby to sleep i am here to be pete's best friend that is a bold claim <laughs> but he's got some radio chops you can tell he did the obituaries in seymour indiana back in ninth grade i smell a bit on the da show so don't think he's not automatically more qualified than some of the people we have in the newsroom <laughs> <laughs> wow hello hello wowie zowie on. hello <laughs> You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. A lot was going on during the Home Run Derby two nights ago. Was it too frenetic? 57% of you said, yes! Now, data tells us the Home Run Derby began in 1985. Ken Griffey Jr., the only player to win three Home Run Derbies, and Pat Boyle participated in a Home Run Derby back in high school. Pat tweaked his hammy in his lone Home Run Derby appearance. What did we choose as the fail this morning, boys? Uh... Me wanting to join the Mile High Club after our stun to a news story. Of course. Here's your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. It was just him and four crew members on a flight from OKC to Charlotte, North Carolina. Astonishingly. Astonishingly. If you've seen the TikTok video, one of the flight attendants is not unattractive. <laughs> So if you want to make some kind of mile high club joke here, this is all this is all for you. <laughs> I'm trashing my own junk. Oh, I appreciate so, it. You, yeah. you threw the alley. I, I guess I gotta throw down the oop. Um, I mean you had that that's the play here, right? I would love <laughs> to do a mile high club thing. What are the legalities of that? Is it illegal to technically have sex on an airplane or is it just frowned upon? I think as long as you don't tamper with the smoke detector in the laboratory, you're fine. Oh, there's gonna be a lot. Except those Bathrooms are not made for two people. They're not. They are not. <laughs> are you over for one person? Are you over capacity when you have two people in the bathroom? Uh, Probably. Someone. She's going on the sink. <laughs> is there even any space <laughs> there? The this, this sink is like the size of a piece of plywood. Well, I think. Look, you, you got to make do with what you got. Right. Your bigger obstacle is probably the other crew members. Patrons. Like, did he close the little the little blinds between first class and I mean, look, man, and... this guy's on a plane by himself. She's she's getting saucy. She's throwing her weight around. She wants to have a good time. I'm leaving that door open. Anybody else want to come right. in? Okay. Where do you go? Like, oh, I can't seem to get my, my belt on. Can somebody help me? And... <laughs> of course, all the time. That's a very good look for you. To keep your looking pretty foxy. Je ne sais quoi. You're, you're my favorite. Uh, also, at this point, if it's just this one guy... And the airline attendant tips off the other attendants. Hey, I'm doing this. Look the other way. Do what you want. I don't care. Can't you go anywhere on the plane at that point? You right. get in the seats. I mean, you'd give cockpit a whole new meaning. Oh, oh, and there it is. <laughs> oh, oh. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. I wonder if Morty D'Souza has another note he can play on the tuba for when Pat says something inappropriate. 
that's a different tone. This is the Dark Horse email that I got from the person behind the Twitter handle, DA Show Quotes. Many people think this is a show employee, but it is not. It's not affiliated with CBS Sports Radio. This is a fan, a listener, that just quotes the show all day long, and it's amazing in Twitter form. Good morning, Mr. Amendolara. It should be known that the email comes to us from DA Show Quotes at his email handle, so it's still no identity behind it. If I may, I'd like to throw my proverbial hat into the producer ring. Understandably, this is the longest of long shots, but I would like to see where this goes. I've been listening for quite some time, back to the overnights. I would be getting up early for my early shift and catch the last hour of the show back then. Obviously, a lot has changed since. I have a history of two decades of using Adobe Audition. Remember when it was called Cool Edit? I can use Photoshop fairly decently. I have a couple of pieces published, and for what it's worth, I've also spent many hot summer days in mascot costumes. I've been a frog, a penguin, a dog, a rabbit, a dragon, and a shark. Working with video would be my biggest weakness, aside from the obvious and normal adjustments. Of the known in-house people, Connor and Pat would be wonderful full-time additions to your show. But going outside the the box, I offer my services potentially. Have an amazing day. Get me to football season with no name. I still don't know who this person is, but Pete, a pretty convincing argument can be made if he has technical expertise and has been a mascot as a frog, penguin, dog, rabbit, dragon, and shark, don't you think? No other candidate will have that on their resume. (laughs) I know. So that's a pretty strong pitch, I would say. That is for somebody who doesn't necessarily have the broadcasting experience, but yeah, that, that, that is a very strong pitch. Now, the only problem here is we probably need a name. We probably need a name and a contact number. Perhaps a resume would help. But just so we know that you're an identity, a real human being, not some type of catfish situation. We do need some type of maybe a social security number, an employment, an employment ID number, just something. Please tell us who us. you are. An address, perhaps, a physical address, not a P.O. box so that we know that you're not just an AI-created bot listening to the show every day. <laughs> Thanks to Pat Boyle, your executive producer today. Pete the Body Bilotti on the wheels of steel and audio director. Andrew Bogish on headlines. And Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. The Mothership disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.